Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Are your wiper blades chattering, skipping, or squeaking? Don't let streaks or smearing on your windshield compromise your visibility. When it's time to replace your wiper blades, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and see our selection. Our professional parts people will even install your new wiper blades while you wait. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. The secret to catching prize-worthy fish? Fishing like a local. Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. The valuable knowledge of a local guide can turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day. Go to fishingbooker.com to discover thousands of local fishing charters from all around the world and create your perfect angling adventure with their easy-to-use online booking system. Visit fishingbooker.com and book your trip today. Fishing Booker. Fishing trips made easy. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Thanks for listening to the Outkick the Coverage podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning from 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern, 3 to 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for Outkick the Coverage at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every morning on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. This is what Tiger said after an epic round, an incredible Sunday afternoon that came up just a little bit short of uh, at least a tie, maybe a victory against Brooks Kapka. I played hard. A bit of a struggle with my game today. I was hanging in there, just grinding it out and trying to make as many birdies as possible. This golf course was giving it up, and I made a little bit of a run, and it uh, looks like I'm going to come up a couple shots short. What do you guys think about my argument that Tiger Woods, Danny G, I'll bring you in, is the most beloved golfer, uh, certainly now, but is the most beloved athlete in all of sports right now in American life. Can you think of any other top athlete that is as, like the, the environment and the atmosphere on Sunday was unlike maybe anything I've seen at a golf course in a very long time, even the moment when Tiger Woods came off 18 and the way he pumped his fist. And then Tiger Woods seemed to pause and reflect and appreciate the crowd in maybe ways that he hasn't in the past. He also got on Twitter and thanked all the crowd for the way that they had uh, supported him all weekend long, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday at the PGA, but the way he acknowledged them. Very often, Tiger has seemed sometimes robotic. And from the moment we saw Tiger Woods arriving on Sunday, backwards baseball cap, sunglasses on, he seemed like he was dialed in vintage Tiger Woods style. And I think he took us all back a decade at least nostalgically into when he seemed to be at the best of his golf game. And and I mean, as I'm watching it, I'm rooting hard for Tiger. I think certainly the golf course was. You could feel the energy 
just come out of the golf course when Kepka took control of this thing down the stretch and when Tiger Woods pushed his drive when he needed an eagle and he had to hit it from the other side of the creek there. I mean, you could feel kind of the uh, the energy draining and then it surged back up as Tiger Woods finished. Tiger Woods didn't win, but the crowd reaction for him on 18 was infinitely more substantial for his run than it was for Kapka coming in second. So he is the most beloved athlete in American sports right now. Agree or disagree? Oh, I would agree. It's interesting, too, because you think about this 10-year turnaround, pretty spectacular because so many people thought he was scum after they found out about his life off the course. Because of that, obviously, tons of people were rooting against him. Now, it seems because he's paid the price we saw the hardships he went through and obviously people can relate to the health issues that he's gone through and everything else with his divorce and his personal life that I think America is on his side now because we felt like he paid his debt he went through what he had to go through he kind of turned things around and now we don't even mind seeing his girlfriend Erica Herman grab his butt at the end as you mentioned that's her name by the way that's what the research staff is here for So, yeah, I mean, 10 years ago, I would have never thought that a crowd would be roaring for him like that ever again. I think the American public has a rough sort of equity stake. I mean, we have a rough idea for justice in our head. And I think most people feel like Tiger Woods has been over-penalized for what the last decade of his life has been. In other words, he's been humbled. He has been brought back to, to being a normal guy, and I think a lot of people want him to be super again. They want to make Tiger Woods great again, and I feel like if you just watched the way that Sunday played out, and this isn't taking anything away from Brooks Kepka, I don't think it was just about what Tiger Woods was doing on Sunday. I think this was the story of the Tiger Woods comeback, and I don't think that we've seen very often something like this happened where a guy I think look I think it's possible this may be crazy but I think it's possible and again I think it's health related that if Tiger Woods stays healthy all throughout this offseason that he plays well in the Ryder Cup that his back doesn't flare up again that he comes back in April and I think he has the potential this is maybe a ridiculous proposition this may be a ridiculous idea this is what I believe, having watched the British Open and having watched the PGA. I think Tiger Woods can make a run at number one golfer in the world again at the age of, I think it'll be 43, if he stays healthy throughout this offseason and if he's firing on full cylinders at the Masters come April. Remember, we're moving the PGA to May next year, which I think could help golfers get on even more of a run. If Tiger Woods comes out and plays really well at the Masters in April, which I think he will, then you kind of get that rhythm going. The players is in March now. I think they've made smart decisions to change up the way the PGA is going to be set. You'll play the Players' Championship in March. You'll have uh, Augusta in May. Sorry, in April. Then you'll have the PGA in May, the U.S. Open in June, and you'll actually finish off the major season with uh, the British Open in July. I think guys are going to start to get on a little bit better runs. 
I think there's a chance, a legitimate chance that Tiger Woods can be the best golfer in the world come next year if he plays like he did at the British Open and like he did at the PGA. He was in the running on Sunday for both, and I believe right now, if I were predicting that Tiger Woods is going to win a major next year and maybe, maybe even win more than one major. And some of you out there are saying that's crazy. You're saying, man, are you looking around at Dustin Johnson and Rory McIlroy and Jordan Spieth and Brooks Kapka and all these young guys who aren't intimidated anymore and never have been intimidated? Be sure to catch live editions of Outkick, the coverage with Clay Travis weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Ned, uh, I don't know if you heard the open, but I said that Tiger Woods has become the most beloved athlete in America. And I think that stuns a lot of people when we consider what he's been through over the last decade. Do you agree with me, based on what you saw yesterday in St. Louis, that Tiger Woods now is the most beloved athlete in America? I'll go a step farther, Clay, and say even the most beloved athlete in the world. There's something about, especially in America, we love a comeback story. Uh, regardless of, of what you're coming back from, we love it. We love the underdog. And yesterday was just more evidence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tiger is not only the needle in golf, he, he might be the needle in sports. It's interesting, and I'm going to talk about that at the start of hour two, my list of guys who matter the most to their sports. Um, do you believe, we put up the poll question, based on what you've seen in the British Open and based on what you have seen now in the PGA Championship, that Tiger Woods will win a uh, will win another major. Well, I had a bet at the beginning of the year with one of my colleagues, a couple of my colleagues, uh, Mark Immelman and Luke Elvey, uh, whether Tiger would win another tournament. And this was again way back at the beginning of the season for the PGA Tour. And I was on the side of yes, he's going to win another tournament. Um, will he win another major? All three of us agree we didn't think so. But in hindsight, it, it seems inevitable now, unless he hurt himself or re-injures his back yeah the, the progression is there of he, he wasn't in contention at the beginning of the year and then he put himself in contention but he didn't close the deal you know in tampa earlier this year and then he put himself in contentions in the major but he hasn't closed that deal the next step is winning a major so i, I would kind of eat a little crow and say yeah i gladly eat it by the way and say yeah i think i think he might do it do you, how high can he go Based on the way that we saw him finish the British Open, the way we saw him finish the PGA, we'll see what happens. I think it's probably likely. Let me ask you this. Do you think he'll be on the Ryder Cup? I think the answer is yes. Is there any doubt in your mind? If, if for some reason he's not, it's because he's hurt. That's the yeah. only reason that's conceivable that he wouldn't be on the Ryder Cup team. If Jim Furyk tries to not pick Tiger Woods, PGA of America and NBC are going to figure out a way to get him fired. Uh, they'll make you or me captain, and we will pick Tiger Woods. Yeah, I mean, television definitely wants Tiger Woods. Now, okay, so how high can he go? I mean, we had I know it was only a par 70, but he posted his best 54-round score ever. He posted his best Sunday score ever. 
and that was a 64 with one ball stopping literally on the edge. I mean, you know, it looked like, I mean, it was almost vintage from the Masters when you had that great, like if you're Nike, you had that Nike ball flash right before it went in the hole. I think that was, you know, I I don't even know how many years ago that was now. It doesn't seem that long to me, but it probably was over a decade ago for sure, maybe 13 or 14 years ago. And then uh, you had the other one that lips out. He was that close to a 62. Um how good can he be a top 10 golfer on the tour based on what you saw? Where's his ceiling? Well, let's just set aside and say that, that he's healthy. Okay. So we're going to just yep. give that a, uh, that's on the table that he stays healthy because everything depends on that, but absolutely 100%. No question about it. Yes. He has all the tools that you need to do that. Plus he's got the experience of being Tiger Woods and winning 14 majors in all of these tournaments. And the, the intimidation factor won't be there like it was. And his dominance, is, is we're not going to see the Tiger Woods of old. We're going to see an older Tiger Woods. And just like Jack Nicholas, and just like Tom Watson and Ben Hogan and these players, when, when they start to creep into their 40s, their winning potential goes down. But they still figure out a way to win some of the big ones, especially on courses where they have played well before. You look at Torrey Pines. There's a U.S. Open coming to Torrey Pines here in the next several years. You look at Bay Hill, Palmer's place, he almost won there this year. So absolutely, Tiger Woods can be a top-ten player. I, I personally think he's a top-ten player in the world right now. Okay, so what has changed? You've watched Tiger Woods play a lot. Um, what is he doing now that he was not doing when he was not healthy? I mean, in other words, what's brought him back to this arena where he can contend uh, for winning a major championship again. What has he gotten back? What in his game, as you watch him play, has changed over the course even this of this year, but certainly over the past several years? Well, he, he doesn't have burning pain going down his legs. I don't know if he's ever fought back pain or any type of sciatic pain, especially when you've got a pinched nerve in your back. It's impossible to do anything try being a professional athlete and then a, a top 10 athlete. I know from my experience with my shoulder and, and both my hips being operated on, um, when you're in that much pain, you just can't operate at that high of a level. So now the pain's gone, and he obviously has the core strength and the, it still has enough flexibility. His club head speed plays the highest measured on tour this year. It was earlier this year in Tampa, 128 miles an hour. So speed is not the problem. The, the, he's starting to go back to his roots, and he's delivering the club like he did basically as a kid or when he first turned pro and was first coming out on the tour. He doesn't have an official swing instructor. He's not trying to tweak his golf swing all the time. And uh, You may remember when he was working with Sean Foley, and no fault of Sean Foley's at all, Tiger had the chip yips because they were trying to change his swing so dramatically that the pattern that he normally would use, he's a very handsy guy with terrific touch, and they were trying to take the hands out of it. So he's gone back to what he knows how to do, and now it's just a matter of getting the reps in before he wins again. What does he do now in the off season? Now, we've got the Ryder Cup, and that'll be really exciting to watch, and that's one of the coolest uh, vibes. Is that in uh, – where is the Ryder Cup taking place this year? Yeah, the Ryder Cup is in Paris, France. which is Yeah, I thought it was overseas. Amazing. Yeah. Yes. So that uh, should so, be it. Yeah, he'll, he'll do Ryder Cup, and then he, but we also have the playoffs, and the, and the FedEx uh, Cup playoffs, and then, of course, the Tour Championship in Atlanta. So he still conceivably uh, has, I don't know if he'll play all of them, but four more tournaments left to play on the PGA Tour. Um, so, uh, you know, you never know. 
I, I hinted at this earlier. I think the PGA and the, the USGA and everything else has put together a lot better calendar for golf. This was the last year we'll see the PGA in August as it is now. They'll move the players to March. They'll make the, you know, obviously we'll have the Masters in April. Then we'll go to the PGA in May the U.S. Open in June, and the and the British Open will finish in July. It seems to me that offers the opportunity for a golfer to really kind of get on a roll in a way that doesn't really exist now where you've got the PGA kind of floating out here in August. Do you think that will be a helpful change, and does it help or hurt somebody like Tiger as he gets ready for the Masters when in the past Tiger's kind of focused everything on being at the peak of his game by the time it gets to uh, April. How will you adjust? How should you play it going forward, given the new calendar? Yeah, first of all, I like the new calendar because for golf, we don't have to go up against football, especially in the South. And we're talking about the Tour Championship in Atlanta in October, in some cases, late September. I mean, that's a bad place to try to go up against football on the weekend. So I like it for that reason. Uh, It's a shorter schedule. It's more condensed which means for a guy like Tiger, some of the older players, they're going to be very selective with which tournaments they play so that they're fresh for that hard run from March until June and July. Um, So for Tiger, I think it's a little bit of a detriment. I'm concerned about the PGA being so early. We're going up to New York this year with Beth Page Black. If we get a winner like we did this past winter, the golf courses simply won't be ready. So I'm hopeful that we get a nice tranquil winter, warm winter, and the golf courses in the Northeast are viable options for the PGA. But overall, I actually think it helps, uh, say, Tiger, because he can start priming the pump a little bit earlier. He can play in the Players' Championship, get some high-level experience and reps as he leads into the, to the Masters. And, you know, he's always talking about his fields, his competitive fields. Well, he'll be really dialed in by the time April comes around. So I like it overall. I have a few question marks, but anytime we can not go up against football, that's great for the game of golf. Ned, uh, we're talking to Ned Michaels. Ned, would you be nervous if you were Brooks Kepka based on the way your girlfriend looked when she gave Tiger Woods that hug while you were going in to sign your scorecard? <laughs> oh, buddy, I'm not touching that with a 10-foot golf club. <laughs> uh, uh, my wife and I were actually talking about this last night, and I will leave this for you to debate. Uh, I have my own thoughts. I want to offer them, but... If, if you're not engaged, there should be like a barometer of when you're allowed to go out onto the green. And you know, it, maybe engagement is kind of where you're allowed. And then the mother should always come first, right? Oh, this is a good, this is a good point. She, she's not even the wife. I, I assumed she was the wife when she went out onto the, onto, the, onto the green and got the first hug. But that's a very good point. She's not, and they're not engaged even, right? She didn't have a ring on. Uh, yeah, as far as I know, I I I, I don't know uh, his personal history with. What do you think uh, Brooks Kepka? What do you think Brooks Kepka benches? Three fifty. <laughs> That's a good number. Is he the most ripped golfer of all time? Yeah, but it, it's weird because his legs—they're probably really strong, but they look so little. He looks like a cartoon character, right? If you He's were going to draw a caricature, that's yeah. kind of what it would look like—massive arms. There's a lot of evidence to indicate and support, though, that. For male golfers, big arms, strong arms is a great source of power because they're the levers that create a lot of the power in the upper body. So I won't bore you with all the specifics. Um, I'm working towards 350 bench. I'm at about 
well, I can get the bar up a couple times. <laughs> Good stuff as always, Ned Michaels. By the way, what's your official title? Like, what? What is? I, I think I mentioned that when we came in. What is your official title in the television universe now? I think my official title is just a lucky guy because, yeah. as at this point, uh, you know, I get to work with Fox from their major championship, a little bit with CBS uh, from the Masters on their digital side, and then the USGA, the PGA Tour. So I'm um, uh, just a, a lucky guy who gets to talk about golf and loves the loves the game of golf. Outstanding. Thanks for getting up early with us this morning. That's Ned Michaels. Go follow him on Twitter. I'll get you his Twitter handle as we come back in. Uh, He is at Ned Michaels, easy to find, uh, on Twitter. Be sure to catch live editions of Outkick, the coverage with Clay Travis weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. Going to open up the phone lines, 877-996-6369. Brooke Kapko went straight to the girlfriend first. Danny G, what do you think? Don't you have to go? You're a single guy. Don't you have to go mom first over just a <laughs> regular girlfriend? Not even the fiance. Wife, once she's the wife, I think it's definite wife first. Yeah. Once it's the fiance, I think it's kind of in that middle ground. But when you're just the girlfriend, no way you get the first reaction on the after you win the major. This is how boring Buster Kepka is. I'm, I mean, I'm sorry, Brad, or maybe it's Brooks. This is how boring he is. We pay more attention to his girlfriend, who looks fly even with her hair pulled back, and his mom, who you, Nance and the fellas kept trying to set it up as this big, oh, he doesn't know she's here in attendance. Obviously, his girlfriend told him something because when he saw his mom, he was just like, hey, hi. It was boring. And so it was way more exciting to see, is it Gina or Jenna? Is this a millennial way to spell it, Clay? J-E-N-A Sims is her last name. Is it? Is that Gina? I think it's Jenna. Is it Jenna? I think it's just Jenna. I mean, that would be Jenna if you had an extra N, right? Yeah. I would be surprised. I think Gina is like an old, old woman name. <laughs> G-I-N-A, so be, yeah. Yeah, I'd be very surprised if it's not pronounced Jenna, which sounds like a lot more of a young girl name. Right. Ms. Sims is the most exciting Ms. thing about Brooks Kepka. I said when Tiger, like, first of all, we talked about Tiger hitting the 64. Tiger posting the 64 like he did. Uh, without actually hitting the fairway on the front nine is phenomenal. But when I saw the shot that he hit on, I think it was 10, right, where he's in like the, the rough and he just drills it up on the front of the gun, I, uh, front of the green, I said, Tiger's back to banging uh, Perkins waitresses now. I don't have any doubt at all. All right, we're going to go to uh, – Let me. Get, I just hate when we get we have the, the hard out here. Let me get your calls on the flip side. So load up the phone lines, 877-996-6369. We'll load up the phone lines. We'll take your calls reacting to Tiger at the top of hour two. Uh, let me bring in Roberto and, uh, and Eddie Garcia here. Do you guys agree with me that you have to go to mom first over – this is not even the fiancé, just the girlfriend after you win the major? If it's a fiance, yeah, you gotta go. Gotta go with the fiance. But no, if it's a girlfriend, yeah, you definitely gotta go. There's mom no first. ring on the finger. Yeah, you gotta you gotta go mom first. If not, if not, you're gonna hear it when you get home. Yeah, what about you, Eddie? Yeah, I'm st- I'm going mom first regardless. If it's <laughs> until it's legal, uh, I'm going mom first. <laughs> I think this was a questionable move by Kepka. Now, also questionable move to turn the back on the girlfriend. If you've seen those still photographs of how excited she was to hug Tiger Woods, I'm just saying. We know what Tiger was like when he had things really rolling. I'm not sure I go in to sign the scorecard and turn, but you don't turn your back on a Tiger. And Tiger swept right in there. She seemed pretty happy to get the hug. Now, you could maybe argue Brooks Kepka shouldn't have a girlfriend anyway. 
This guy is on fire. He's got three majors. He's 28 years old. He's insanely good looking. He's got biceps like he could choke somebody out in a UFC event. He's got biceps and he's a major winning golfer. Why is he locking in in any way one girl right now? He's got I think he's got a I think he's got a trader and go back for a player to be named later. I'm just saying right now, that's the way that I'd be running things if I were Brooks Kepka right now. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. There is no doubt whatsoever that Tiger Woods is a needle mover in his sport and in all of American sports, the likes of which we have not seen in a very long time, which made me think of this. As I was watching on Sunday, like many of you, sitting on my couch, watching Tiger Woods, rooting for him to win, rooting for that comeback, the gallery following Tiger Woods, it was phenomenal. Everybody was rooting for Tiger Woods. But it got me thinking. What are the all-time needle movers? Should I go, Danny G, in reverse order, counting down from 7 to 1, or go 1 to 7? Yeah, definitely go 7 to 1. 7 to 1. All right, do we have any music? And you guys can also weigh in. I'm at Clay Travis on Twitter. You can let me know who I left out. And again, there are always people who come in and they're like, well, what about Babe Ruth? I'm talking about people that I watched. And this is where my age factors in here. I am 39 years old. So almost two generations of sports fandom. I've been watching sports regularly on television 35 years-ish. And so these are the athletes that are, in my opinion, the biggest needle movers in the history of sports. All right? And by history of sports, I mean the last 40 years. You can bring in your Lou Gehrig your Babe Ruths, your Hank Aarons, whoever else is out there, all right? Here's my seven. In the seven spot, LeBron James. LeBron James is, I think, number seven all time on my needle mover in sports criteria. Now, one thing you should know, and it's going to make sense when you hear number six, I'm not necessarily factoring in longevity, okay? LeBron James has been a needle mover for, what, 15 years in the NBA? So it's not a surprise. My number six guy is more like a meteor streaking across the night sky. He's Tim Tebow. I was on Radio Row when Tim Tebow came through Radio Row when he was playing for the Denver Broncos. And I have never felt a electric energy on Radio Row for any athlete or famous person like that ever before. Tebow, when he was with the Florida Gators, and then when he went into the NFL as a Denver Bronco, was an electric needle mover, the likes of which we have rarely seen. So at number seven, I've got LeBron. At number six, I've got Tebow. You can't look away. And this is relative to their sport, right? If you find out LeBron is in a game in the playoffs that really matters, you can't look away. When Tebow hit, I guess uh, that was against the Steelers, right, to win his playoff game in overtime, 
when he made that throw and we got the win there, I'm not sure that there has ever been a higher level of just sheer unbelief, disbelief, and following Tebow than right there. Now, Peyton Manning comes in, probably the only quarterback John Elway could have signed to end the Tebow mania, all right? In the five spot. Relative to her sport, I'm not sure that we have ever seen anything like this. Serena Williams. Serena Williams right now, relative to women's tennis, might matter more for her sport than anybody else on this list. Because I'm not sure that anybody else even moves the needle a bit. Serena Williams in my five spot. In my four spot, I've got a tie. Because I think they're kind of like 1A and 1B. Peyton Manning and Tom Brady. Peyton Manning and Tom Brady, because they played each other so often, I feel like it's impossible not to put them side by side. Manning and Brady dominated discussion in the NFL for nearly 20 years. Our country's most important sport. I was talking with Dan Wetzel, Yahoo Sports national columnist. We have him on quite a bit. And he and I were having an interesting discussion. And he was saying, you know, in the NFL ratings are down nearly 19% over the past couple of years. He said, I think a factor that nobody really talks about is Peyton Manning retiring. So when the NBA ratings collapsed after Michael Jordan left, everybody talked about it ad infinitum. Nobody really talks about the impact in the NFL that Peyton Manning leaving could have. You knew every year he was going to be in the playoffs. You knew every year that he and Brady and Belichick were going to somehow factor into the overall Super Bowl. Went to four Super Bowls, won uh, won two of them. Brady has been to eight and he has won five. I think Peyton Manning, Tom Brady at four. Number three on this list. I think when you contemplate boxing, if you are around my age, there's only one guy that comes to mind. Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson, better than Conor McGregor in the UFC, or Floyd Mayweather, or Lennox Lewis, or Vander Holyfield, or all of the different, Vladimir Klitschko, all the different guys I can name for you who have made a lot of money and have drawn a lot of attention in the world of boxing. None of them even remotely hold a candle to Mike Tyson, who was, I think, again, I'm running through the all-time sports needle movers. You hear Mike Tyson is going to fight back in the day, and you would drop everything to watch Tyson fight because you had no idea what might happen. He might bite Evander Holyfield's ear off. He might knock somebody out in five seconds. You had to watch. When Mike Tyson would come walk into that ring, those black leather shorts, he was such a badass, he would just throw a towel over his head with a hole cut in it. And I'm telling you right now, this dude was as electric of a moment in sports Nothing else has ever come close. The biggest needle mover in combat sports in my life is Mike Tyson. Nobody else is close. So my countdown. We got LeBron at seven. We got Tim Tebow at six. I've got Serena Williams at five. I cheated a little bit and put Peyton Manning and Tom Brady tied at four 
At number three, I've got Mike Tyson. Who are my top two going to be? All-time needle movers in the last 40 years of sports. I'll tell you on the flip side. That's what we call a tease in the business, boys and girls. This is Fox Sports Radio. I'm running through my list. I was sitting watching Sunday on my couch like a lot of you, Tiger Woods, in contention down the stretch. Brooks Kapka wins, but Tiger Woods posts his best Sunday score of all time. His best Friday, Saturday, Sunday combined golf score by four strokes. And my top seven. I gave you five of them already. Must watch athletes. Not the best. People are going to get confused. Not the best athletes ever. But for their sport, they matter more. In other words, if you're sitting down and you're watching, let's say, the Super Bowl, a lot of people are going to watch the Super Bowl no matter what. But if you put Tom Brady or Peyton Manning in a Super Bowl, a lot more people are going to watch. If it's the AFC Championship game and one of those guys is playing, if it's Sunday night football, these guys take the needle and they move it to another level in their respective sport. LeBron James, number seven overall. Number six overall, Tim Tebow. Number five overall, Serena Williams. Number four, we got a tie, Peyton Manning and Tom Brady. Number three, I think the best combat sport needle mover of all time, Mike Tyson. If you didn't live around the era of Mike Tyson's dominance, Conor McGregor, Lennox Lewis, Evander Holyfield, Vladimir Klitschko, Floyd Mayweather, they can't hold a candle to Mike Tyson. My top two, Tiger Woods number two. Tiger Woods is the needle for golf. There's a lot of people out there. They're Tiger haters. They're why do you talk about Tiger people? Tiger Woods matters more for golf than any current athlete playing a sport matters for their sport anywhere in the world right now and the ratings reflect that in about an hour the numbers will come out for the PGA championship and they will be the highest rated in a decade since Tiger Woods was last in major contention in the PGA and they might even be higher than that saw it in the British Open see it in the Masters every year US Open 2 Tiger equals eyeballs tiger woods makes people a lot of you are sitting around to your couch you're texting with your buddies you're watching tiger i was out on sunday i had my boys early on sunday i had my boys out we were running around taking them out buying some toys buying some football cards and my phone starts blowing up tigers on the course gets a couple of birdies early and my buddies are like are you watching tiger It's a good test. How often do you get texted now by your buddies and they say, hey, you got to see this. Number seven, LeBron. Six, Tebow. Five, Serena. Four, Peyton Manning, Tom Brady. Number three, Mike Tyson. Number two, Tiger Woods. Number one, in the last 40 years, the biggest needle mover, Michael Jeffrey Jordan. That's my list. That is in my life. I'm 39. The seven athletes who have most moved the needle. This is a number that's going to blow you away. People talk about LeBron now. You know that Michael Jordan's Bulls team, the number of people who watched NBA basketball 20 years ago with Michael Jordan is still not even remotely close 
to today the number of people who watch LeBron. And that's despite the fact that in 1998, when Michael Jordan made his jumper against Brian Russell when he pushed off and won that game, 35 million people watched game six of Bulls Jazz. 35 million plus. No other NBA game has still come close in 20 years. And that's despite the fact that there are 50 million more people living in America today. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare rev up your thrills this summer at cedar point on the all-new top thrill 2 drive the sky on the world's tallest and fastest triple launch vertical speedway And now, for a limited time, get more Cedar Point fun for less with our limited time bundle for just $49.99. Get admission, parking, and all-day drinks for one low price. But you better hurry, because this bundle won't last long. Save now at cedarpoint.com.